You are Locked On Blue Jays, your daily podcast on the Toronto Blue Jays, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, Blue Jays fans, and welcome to Locked On Blue Jays, your daily dose of Toronto Blue Jays talk directly into your headspace, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, AJ Andrews of GSNACatch.com. Welcome. Um, you know, I, I realized after I was posting that last episode that it was episode 450. And I just needlessly built up episode 450. And I'm sure there are at least one of you out there like, oh, maybe she's trying to do something special for 450. Nope. <laughs> Sorry. I don't really do anything special on the 50s. I try on the hundreds, but, um, yeah, no, um, if you're still with me, thank you for that. This is going to be one of those episodes where we get a lot of formalities out of the way, especially given that last episode we talked about, um, you know, how the Blue Jays didn't really do anything at the trade, um, Front and at the free agent front at the winter meetings. So, you know, it leaves us with very little to go off of. And we're actually going to start with the Rule 5 draft. I know it comes at the end of the winter meetings, but I'm, I'm going to be honest. I just want to get it out of the way. Um... The Blue Jays did not select anyone for reasons we will be talking about in the latter half of this episode. But yeah, the Blue Jays did not make any selections. Not a shock because usually teams that are good don't have to make selections. So that's fine. Whatever. Um, but they lost a lot of people. Um, it's, um, yeah. Let's start with, um, the boomerang loss, because for the second year in a row, um, the Blue Jays lost Danny Jimenez to this process. Last year, it was the Giants that ended up taking Danny. This year, it's the athletics that actually scooped him up. So Jimenez got returned to the Blue Jays because he didn't have a lot to offer the Giants. He appeared in two games, lasted an inning and a third, uh, walked three batters in that time, and gave up a hit. Um, so yeah, control has been an issue with Danny, and it's... Likely he's going to boomerang again, much like he did um, alongside Travis Bergen um, after he was drafted. Because Jimenez hasn't really shown the ability to maintain that level of control. Um, like, he's he's done a little better in the Dominican League this year. Um, in seven outings there, he has five walks and six innings. 
has 11 strikeouts. So, like, his stuff is tantalizing. And it'll be interesting to see if Oakland actually does get anything out of him. But it's more than likely he won't stick on Oakland's roster and will end up being returned to the Blue Jays. So, looking forward to talking about you again soon, Danny. Um, it was the minor league section where the Blue Jays really got hit, losing four players, including three pitchers. Um, two pieces that were probably ticketed for Buffalo last year. Uh, lefty Jake Fishman goes to Miami. Um, he had a 345 ERA in 42 games at New Hampshire in 2019. He was very likely going to be promoted up to Buffalo to work in that bullpen. Very nice strikeout guy, 74 strikeouts in 62 and two-thirds. Now, in this minor league portion, they don't have to put them on the major league roster. They just have to put them on the 40-man. So if they do end up getting waived, then Toronto can reclaim them. But it's a lot easier for these teams to keep them on the roster that way. And with a lefty like Fishman, that's a lot more likely to happen with a team like the Marlins, who are going to be looking for depth. Um... I mentioned this on Twitter, but then Zach Jackson was taken by Oakland again. The A is just raiding the Blue Jays. Um, Jackson's outlying stats are deceiving because he was 9-0 at Buffalo last season. Had a 397 ERA over 68 innings of work. Struck out 68 but the hit count went way up with his promotion from New Hampshire to Buffalo. He only gave up 29 hits in 62 innings at New Hampshire and started getting hit a lot harder at Buffalo. So he kind of got leapfrogged by a guy like Ty Tice, who's shown a little more at the AAA level. And it made very attractive to other teams. So the A's take him, another hit to that back line. Um... Third pitcher taken was Justin Dillon. He was claimed by the Mets. Um, another guy who kind of bounced a little bit. Had a 3-3-2 ERA at New Hampshire in 2019. A bit older at that level. He's a four-year um, starter at Sacramento State. Um, and then when he went back down to Dunedin, you know, he was all right. Um... 390 ERA in 67 innings, uh, 13 games, 11 starts. He was primarily used as a starter for the Blue Jays, and it's likely he'll stay in that role for the Mets, uh, another team that does need depth at the minor league level when it comes to pitching. So not really a surprise, but I another arm that the Blue Jays are going to have to try and replace with these guys coming up. And they've been they've been very active um, on the international market. So it should not be a problem for the Blue Jays to replace these guys. Um, the final player they lost was Jorman Rodriguez. He's a catcher. Got claimed by the Padres. Another team that was really looking to replenish depth. They made that trade with Cleveland to get Mike Clevenger and and kind of took a hit on the catching depth of the organization. So they get Rodriguez, who had a 360 batting average at Lansing and Vancouver last year. 
And I don't know how many more times I'll be mentioning Lansing on this podcast, so just let me get my farewells in there now. We'll probably talk more about it in an upcoming episode where we go over just what MLB decided to do with its minor league system. Um, but yeah, Rodriguez uh, is just coming up on his age 22 season, but with all the catchers the Blue Jays had in the organization, there was just no way to protect them all. So Rodriguez ends up getting claimed and going to San Diego. The Blue Jays did get one player um, in the minor league portion, and that's Sebastian Espino, who is a 20-year-old from the Dominican Republic that they claim from the Mets organization. Um, Espino... He's primarily played rookie ball so far, but he's looked all right as a teenager. Um, batted 251 in 2019 at Kingsport in the Appalachian League, so Blue Jay Scouts were able to get a look at this guy. Um, he projects as that middle infield type, second base shortstop. Um, but he he's really raw, needs a lot of work. Um, had an 885 fielding percentage at shortstop in 2019. So the Blue Jays are betting on potential here. It's not really a big cost to get a look at him. But yeah, as uh, Andrew Stoughton said, the Rule 5 draft is usually pretty useless. So yeah, the fact that the Blue Jays came away with it with San Sebastian Espino and a couple of pitchers... Um, it's it's not a good look for the winter meetings in general, as we talked about in the last episode. But you do need to know about those two pitchers because they're both on the 40-man. So we're going to talk about them after we talk about Bilt Bar right quick. Because Bilt Bar is the candy bar replacement program. Because it's a protein bar that's good for you. But it tastes like a candy bar because it's coated in 100% chocolate soft, it's easy to chew, comes in a bunch of great flavors, 18 in fact, including caramel brownie, cookies and cream, apple almond crisp, German chocolate, banana bread, salted caramel, so many good flavors. And they're all good for you because they're low calorie, they're low in sugar, they're high in protein and fiber. If you're doing the keto thing, it's great for that. And if you go to BuiltBar.com right now and use the promo code Locked On you'll get 20% off your next order. So use the promo code locked on for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. You are Locked On Blue Jays, your daily Toronto Blue Jays podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Okay, so the Blue Jays weren't really ready to do anything in the Rule 5 draft anyway because they decided the best use of the two 40-man roster spots that they created by non-tendering A.J. Cole and uh, Travis Shaw would be best used for the time being on pitchers, middling pitchers that were waived by teams that did not sniff the playoffs. I know, right? I'm really setting this up well. Y'all are so ready to hear about these guys with that description. Um, I know. That 
trust me, it'll, I'll, I'll do my best to make it sound better. Anyway, Blue Jays took a shot on a couple of right-handers. Um, the first one we're going to talk about is Walker Lockett, who, when I asked the Mariners host, DC Lundberg, about Walker Lockett, the main thing he remembered about him is that he kept getting him confused with Tyler Lockett, which just tells you how great uh, this is for the Blue Jays. Uh, Lockett did pitch in 2020. Um, he, he did all right. Uh, a 496 ERA over seven games with both the Mets and Mariners in 2020. He was actually claimed off waivers by Seattle in September from New York. Um, the Mets primarily groomed him as a starter. Um, of his 20 MLB appearances, eight of them have been starts. Five were with the Mets. Three were with San Diego. Um, he was kind of bounced around in the 2018 offseason, went from San Diego to Cleveland to the Mets. And even the Mets, with their need for starting pitching, did not see fit to keep him on the roster. Um, he fits the role for the Blue Jays of another guy who can probably give you multiple innings if needed, but... He's not going to last very long. He is, like, last year was his best year in terms of keeping runners off the bases because he's, he's a good control pitcher. He's not going to overpower. Um, he only had 11 strikeouts last year in 16 and third innings. He's not an overpowering pitcher. He's a control pitcher. The problem is he, he puts it in spots where batters can get to it. He has not had a hits per nine uh, ratio below... 10 in his career not even below 11 in his career 11.6 last year um so he's a guy who gives up a lot of contact and and maybe playing on a team with some better defense will help that but my expectations for walker lockett are that he's gonna be one of the first guys knocked off the 40 man once the blue jays actually start signing free agents um the other guy might have a better chance than Walker Lockett of sticking around. Uh, the Blue Jays grabbed Anthony Castro from the Tigers. And if I can't sell you on that alone, how about a career 18 ERA at the major league level? How about a career whip of two? Yeah, I know, right? Um, those numbers are nice and rounded because he has made... One appearance at the major league level last season for Detroit. Pitched in one inning. And he he managed to get through it. That's the best we can say about Anthony Castro. Um, he pitched a ninth inning of a blowout game against Kansas City. And still gave up a home run to Brett Phillips. Of all people. Brett, I didn't know what was happening behind me when the winning run scored in game four, Phillips. So not great. Um, what Castro brings is a very lively arsenal. And 
that seems to be just the way um, a lot of these pitchers that the Blue Jays like to claim off waivers go. Um, his fastball is really nice. Um, he could be able to push that up into the upper 90s, according to Fangrass Eric Longerhagen. So, you know, he does have a heater, and he pairs that with a slider. The Blue Jays like their fastball slider pitchers. The problem is he can't control it, which is why he's available off waivers. Um, yeah, it, it's not great. Um, he did walk the batter, uh, ahead of time that Brett Phillips was able to knock that two-run home run off of. But, yeah, if you go back to 2019 when he was pitching at Double A Erie, um, he had 116 strikeouts and 102 innings. He was primarily a starter at that point, but he walked 65 batters. And if you're asking why the Blue Jays would take a shot on this guy, one, he has an upper 90s fastball. Two... Yes, he gave up that home run to Brett Phillips in his only appearance at the major league level, but it's also one of the first times he's been used as a reliever in 123 games at the minor league level. He was only asked to come out of the bullpen 15 times, and I think the Blue Jays have interest in seeing him, as Longerhagen pointed out, in that shorter relief role. Um, sticking him in the back end and hoping he can just use that fa like sadly I think they want Anthony Castro to be the new Wilmer font which scares me but that's kind of the best comparison I can come up with on the Blue Jays a guy with a very lively fastball and a slider who may go on these tears where he just seems un unstoppable and then gives up home runs to Brett Phillips and yeah, I, I kept harping on that, but Brett Phillips doesn't hit home runs, so that's what you get. Um, again, if the Blue Jays end up going on a free agent signing spree, Castro's probably a guy who's going to get waived. So I hope both gentlemen enjoy their stay on the 40-man roster as long as it lasts. Hopefully I will have more interesting names to talk about as we keep moving forward through this offseason. And if you want to make sure that when the interesting names actually sign with the Blue Jays, you don't miss what I have to say about them, make sure you're subscribed to the podcast on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you get podcasts, make sure you're subscribed so you don't miss an episode. You can follow the podcast on Twitter and Facebook. Um, all the episode links are posted on Twitter. And you can follow me on there at a underscore J underscore Andrews. The underscores are there because Twitter is so dumb, but not as dumb as Republicans. Yeah, I know, right? Political. I'm sorry. Don't try and coup the country and then say, oh, we didn't mean it. Or say, oh, we're, we're going to have a civil war. Dumb asses. And... Americans keep voting for them, and I don't know why. Anyway, until the next time, for everyone at the Locked On Podcast Network and everyone at jsdurnacouch.com, I'm AJ Andrews. Thank you all so much for listening to this episode. 
and y'all take care.